Okay, there's a Kickstarter for more SWAT cats. What SWAT cats? Go watch my review of it. To promote the Kickstarter, I need to get this interview out as fast as possible. So here's the interview audio. There's time codes to skip to topics in the description and an MP3 and iTunes download. Also links to buy discount t-shirts of me from TeePublic because they won't stop messaging me about it. So here's the interview with co-creator of SWAT Cats, Mega Babies, and Lunatics Unleashed, Christian Trembley. I currently don't have the time to do an edited down interview with clips and footage, but maybe I'll do it later. Okay, so who are you? Hey, I'm Christian Tremblay. I'm a co-creator along with my brother Yvonne of SWAT Cats, the Radical Squadron. Mm-hmm. So the SWAT Cats. So what got you and your brother into animation? Uh, how we get into animation? Uh, well, if we go way, 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 way back, I mean, when I was probably in, uh, I was in third year of high school, um, we used to read uh, those French comics from France. Uh, I grew up in Quebec, in a in a in a small town, and then uh, but we got those those comic book from France that was hugely popular. They were called Piff Gadget, and every week we would get the comic book, and there was always a gadget of the week, you know. So it was all wrapped, you know. The magazine was all wrapped, and. We were always excited, you know, to get the next week, you know, and see what, you know, the the comics and also what the gadget was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then on that particular week, it was a um, Isutra, a little little circle things, you know, that you put a little band of little uh, different drawings, and then you with um, and then you just you just spin it and you see things moving, and we, we were quite fascinated by it. So, uh, but it was was small. So it wasn't long for us, you know, we, we took, uh, we dismantled a bike, we took a wheel of a bike, like a, a 21 inch, you know, bike. Uh, and then um, we built our own bigger Zutra, at least, you know, we can have, <laughs> you know, I see. a bigger circumference, you know, to do drawings and stuff like that. That's how we got into animation, uh, essentially. And then, so that's, that's the backstory. But actually, so that's what got us the peek into it. And then after high school, uh, we got into classical art uh, training of uh, drawing fine art and sculpture. And as well, we got into animation, you know, studying, you know, from uh, mainly from Disney's Nine Old Man, uh, you know, technique of animation. And that's that's how really, you know, back then we wanted to be like Disney animators and stuff like that. And um, but animation was absolutely not popular back then. You know, Disney were doing the Black Cauldron at the time. Um, it was a dark, it's almost, oh, yeah. almost a dark age of animation. You know, Disney was not doing well. Um, the movie, like you know, those kind of movie, it was just not popular. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard the '80s were like the dark period of animation until like um, I think Little Mermaid started like some sort of renaissance for Disney again. Yeah, yeah. What happened is that Disney was not doing well. Ron Miller was running the studio and it was just just not doing well. And so the new the new heads of the of the of uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Michael Eisner moved into Disney, and then um, this is where animation took a whole new you know uh, leap. You know they did Little Mermaid and then you know just the follow up of movies after that, and suddenly animation became huge, became a big thing. You know back then we had no school to study animation. I mean. 
people we were talking about animation, people had no clue what we were talking about, you know. Yeah. Uh, like they thought we were animating like uh, scout camp grant, uh, camp ground, you know, like you, uh, you animate whatever, you know, you, <laughs> it, it was weird. Uh, it was a weird time. But, um, so we, um, so we, we, we got into animation and then we were looking at, so we were studying basically, you know, uh, we were self-thought, you know, like seven days a week, you know, for six years almost and stuff like that. And just, you know, perfecting our craft. And then, um, we started to look at what's what was going on in television. And we said, you know, Hey, we can do that kind of stuff. So without, we started to create ideas and concepts. And then, um, with my thick accent back then started to call uh, Los Angeles, which seemed to be the end of the world. <laughs> I mean, for me, Montreal, you know, in the cold and everything. And um, calling Los Angeles was like calling at the other side of the world. Uh, but they were responsive. They say, hey, you know, if, if you come to Los Angeles, we'll be happy to meet you. So um, it doesn't take long, didn't, didn't take long for us to, 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 to jump on the plane and gather our stuff and start to, do, to go to Hollywood. And, um, you know, started to talk to people and studios. And, you know, they always had a good reception. We were out of the, of the circle of Hollywood. So we were not influenced by any kind of ideas. We had new types of ideas, you know, not influenced by anything. So there was always something that they, they, they found attractive about us until, you know, we... Um, so, so that's how we, we came to, to, to Hollywood. It took a couple of years. We had a couple of deals with, you know, NBC Studios and Hanna-Barbera and um, uh, Haim Saban and the different companies back then. Until, you know, we got SWAT cats to, to be produced. Oh, yeah. By uh, Hanna-Barbera. And was it, Cartoon, was it known as Cartoon Network at the time? Because a lot of people say it started on TBS. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So what happened is that SWAT cats was at Hanna-Barbera for probably three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, three years in development and things like that. And, but the studio was not doing very well as well. So what happened is that Ted Turner back then bought Hanna-Barbera Studio. So they decided, now they had, they had money, they had fund available, so they decided to produce two new series. So they gathered all the projects that they had developed internally, and we were in Montreal, so they said, guys, come to Los Angeles, you're gonna pitch, uh, you're gonna be part of the pitch of the projects to the Turner Executive, which came from Atlanta. So Hanna-Barbera had a small uh, theater, uh, it had a theater inside the studio, and all the executives were there, and um, I said, that's it, this is our chance, you know, the, and then we give it all. I, I pitched SWAT Cats uh, with all the boards and everything that I, the materials I had done, and then uh, some piece of music, and then um, I think I won them over, you know, they decided to go with SWAT Cats. Oh, yeah. How did you and your brother come up with SWAT Cats? SWAT Cats was... Originally, a drawing on a piece of garment. It basically was a T-shirt. <laughs> um, it was a line of T-shirt that we did back in Montreal. That's how we financed our trip to come to Los Angeles. And it was quick for us to do uh, T-shirt designs. We did it for Warner Brothers license and Hanna-Barbera's license, like Flintstone and, and uh, Mickey Mouse and uh, Bugs Bunny. But we also created our own lines of T-shirts. So there was this line of T-shirt that uh, actually was uh, sleepwear for women that we did. And we just got the sampling, the production sampling from a company. 
So we had it hang, you know, in our in our uh, living room. And um, Yvonne looked at it and he said, uh, "Well, that that cat looks like uh, a jet pilot fighter, a jet fighter pilot." Because my brother was really into that kind of stuff, and also the, the cats has been associated with uh, with uh, the U.S. Air Force, most notably with the uh, F-14 Tomcat. Mm-hmm. So he said, "This guy looks like a." Like, and we say, "Yeah, yeah, okay." And then uh, we uh, started to to create another buddy of his, you know, like a co-pilot and stuff like that. And then this is how we we we, we got it. Uh, we got it there. Um, it was the genesis of uh, of the of the show. And then we always liked, you know, like um, I was very much influenced by Batman, the '60s series, which we we watch. It was insane for us watching that show. It was crazy how much it was. Amazing for us, and they had those recurring villains. I always, always like that. So I said, you know, let's let's put you know recurring villains in there, like a rock galleries of villains that can come back, but also new ones like that might not necessarily come back. But we wanted to have like a rooster of villains, and then you know the whole thing evolved. You know, we said, okay, let's set it up, and, and if it's cats, let's put it, you know, a whole cat world. You know, and they would fly between the buildings, you know, with their jets and stuff like that. So we were getting ourselves excited, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and then um, it was it was just to create a world out of nothing, you know. Like you just create a world, and then you you make it work, you know, with ideas and adventures. They would have tons of gadgets. I always love to create, you know, gadgets and stuff and vehicles, and so it was a perfect project for that. Oh yeah, because uh. Yeah, like every week, I I notice that they always introduce like some new vehicle or gadget or whatever. Just like the that French comic you mentioned earlier in the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. We, uh, um, you know, um, French the, the French Canadian people at the roots. They're they're really um, how can I say this in English? They really like they like to make stuff. They like to build stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, the builders, you know, they like to invent, you know, Bombardier, you know, the famous uh, jet f- uh, company uh, and trains is, is French Canadians. There's so many Cirque du Soleil. I mean, always been, you know, builders in some ways and creating, you know, instead of just shooting a missile, we knew that, you know, a missile cannot, you know, uh, have a villain explode. <laughs> it pushes us to come. So what if, you know, oh, octopus missile, it guns, you know, it fires up, you know, like just like a missile, but then just when, just about the hip, you know, it opens up and grabs the villain. It doesn't kill the villains, but at least, you know, catches it. So we went, start with those kind of, you know, crazy things, and then um, it just evolved from there. Oh, know? yeah, because you, you could, I mean, it's still a kid's show. Like, was there a lot of stuff that you couldn't uh, put in? You know what? I mean, if you look <laughs> if you look at the show, you know, there's, there's quite a lot of uh, helicopters crashing into buildings and exploding. And, you know, you, you don't always see the guys coming out with their parachutes. Yeah. So because <laughs> I noticed I noticed there was one episode where um there was this some slime creature that swallowed like a subway full of people. And uh, you never saw those people again. You never saw them again. <laughs> no. <laughs> so to answer your question. We we knew ourselves from, the, you know, me and my brother, we knew, you know, and, 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 and Glenn, our story editor, we knew what was not going to be, like, we were never, never really into bloods and stuff like that, you know, so, you know, I don't recall, you know, there's there's blood in the show, so we, we, we self-censored ourselves, you know, because we didn't need that kind of thing, 
Um, and the rest, we knew we, we couldn't really like you know have a missile you know blow up somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest, I mean, we blew up tons of buildings and cars and a bunch yep. of stuff. <laughs> it was fun to do. <laughs> yeah, but like, was there a time where you wanted to do something, but the network said no, you can't do that? No, no, we because you know it was the series was launched on uh, Turner Broadcasting, so it was all about. It was all internally at Turner, and um, you know what? I don't recall a, a time where we said, no, you can't do that. I, I, I have no memory of that. Yeah, because yeah, I'm surprised at what they were able to get away with. Because it's, it's a pretty brutal show sometimes, but um, what were the, some of the inspirations for the art of SWAT Cats, like visually? Uh, um, visually, you know, I would, I would say, like, and, and, and fans, uh, the, the, everybody who pledged uh, on the book uh, of the art of the, the TV series, uh, they'll, they'll see a few things in there. But I was looking at, at some of the drawings back then, and then uh, there was a little bit of Blade Runner, you know, Sid Mad uh, uses of color sometimes, especially on, on, in uh, Blade Runner, was, uh, was pretty cool for me, you know, the bright lights, you know, in contrast to, to, to darker, you know, um, uh, surfaces. So that was quite a bit big of influence. Um, anime, uh, especially in the second season, we wanted to yeah. push more. Always been fans of those blur BJs and stuff like that. So we tried, you know, to do to use those kind of things. But um, that was, you know, visually, yeah, the, that was kind of our, our um, my influence for that. Uh, having a, a a greedy feel. Also, in some ways, the technique is the same as you know what Disney did with uh, the Aristocats and uh, 101 Animation, which basically has. The background painted and then an overlay, uh, a Xerox overlay mm-hmm. uh, on top of it, which gives it, you know, its uh, its greedy edge a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because I noticed, like, there's a lot of inking and it kind of looks like a 90s comic book, but some, a little bit of Akira in there, too, I think. Yeah, there's some, um, and it's, it's, it's the, the, the look, you know, like, you look at the characters, you know, um... And they were not superheroes type of characters. They they were not like all beefed up, you know, muscular. It was, it was in a way, it was yeah. strange. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, it, you know the, the the way the characters they were cats. They were not like Superman or you know X Men or whatever it is. It, also back then the um, it was the era of Image Comic, if you recall. Mm-hmm. Image Comic was starting out about that time and. I mean, all the, all the comics were all about you know how how bigger the muscular could be and stuff like that, and we were like totally the we came up more like around the the era of um, anthropomorphic characters, Ninja Turtles, and and it adds its own feel, you know. Yeah, because like that's what one thing I one small aspect that I like about SWAT cats they're not like buff or superheroes they're just like just thin guy and a chubby cat just fighting crime. They don't have any powers or anything. Yeah, no, exactly. They're um, kind of regular Joes, you know. Yeah. And, uh, um, but you know the the personality were really cool. You know the villains as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, and Glenn did a great job. You know, in in uh, the um, assuring you know great continuity and 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 humors and stuff like that. And then um, I think that's it. Was, 
what we're talking here, you know, because television is all about characters and you care about characters. Mm-hmm. I think what we achieved very, very well with, uh, with Swatcats and as a team effort was really getting uh, characters that you care about. You know, you, they're just not like, oh, something happening. Yeah, let's get you Ninja Dead, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you kill a bad guy and the show's over. And no, you, you know, like one episode, if you recall, we have one episode where um, T-Bone, you know, as Jake, they're training as civilian, civilian, you know, in their garage. And Chance just realized that Jake cannot swim, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's things we can relate, you know? It's like, okay, no, yeah, he can't swim, you know? And then, you know, later on, he's stuck, you know, in, in the, on the water and stuff like that. And those are the kind of things, you know, that it's, 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 it's well-written, it's personality. And if you do those kind of things right, People will love those characters, and then I think that's what happened, you know, with Swatcats. As well, the villains, I mean, you know, Mac and Molly, their personality and all that stuff, and each have their own agenda and something, and then, uh, and we're going to dig uh, a little bit more into those characters, you know, as we move along. Ah, oh, yeah. But did you have a favorite villain? Ah, favorite villain. Um, um, I would say probably the favorite to draw is Dr. Viper. But my favorite, I, I like I like the Metallicats, uh, <laughs> I like I like the Past Master. My favorite would be Metallicats, Past Master, Doctor Viper. Um, um, but I mean, it's 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 hard because each ones are, are different, you know. Um, there was something interesting with Turmoil. Oh yeah, uh, I, I really wanted more out of Turmoil, but she was only like in a half episode. Yeah, yeah, those are a, kind of an experimentation we did. We say, well, let's do you know. Let's do uh, half episodes, you know, 11 minutes episodes, see how it goes. And then, um, because again, you know, you, you, you take that episode and then you tap into, you know, maybe a weakness from T-Bone's side, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's falling for it. It's, it's, it's those kind of things that makes it related to those characters. Mm-hmm. So how come uh, season two looks so much better than season one in terms of visuals? It's it's an involvement, um, you know. We um, well, we had Mook Studio, which you know was tremendous, uh, and also you know they really put a lot into it. Mook was not a was, I think we were we give them a first break, you know, to do an animated series in the United States. So they really give it all. Um, they, they, the drawings are pretty cool, what they did and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then we. I mean, it's the second season. You learn things from the first one, and then you 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 um, you try to do better. You know, you try to improve upon. Yeah, but let's talk about uh, the the new what you're doing now. Uh, what are your plans for Swatcats with the Kickstarter? Okay, well, the plan is very clear: is to bring back Swatcats as a full fledged and animated series. Um, in order to do that, as uh, as uh, laid out in the uh, in the plan in the Kickstarter, you know, putting a series together is um, today's well back then still, but it's an ex- it's expensive. You know, you need you need partners and investors and you know maybe co-producers and things like that. And in order to do that, you know, we need to show what's what the stuff's going to be. What when two thousand fifteen. Um, what is the what is Swatcats Revolution? Where do we take it? You know, um, forward. Um, what an example of new scripts? We need to bring it today, and in order to do that, you know, we need to have new materials, new visual, new materials, 
um, show pieces of animation. And then, you know, so that's one part of it. The other part of it is to, 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 to really bring a big vibe toward the property because done right, we can really build a franchise mm-hmm. out of SWAT Cats. You know, if SWAT Cats would have been, if we were in this era we are now, back in 1994, it would have been a totally different story. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know, when the show was, was, uh, was canceled, you know, there would have been, you know, massive, you know, email going on, you know, and, and, and online presence, you know, to yeah. the, you know, and it's just, it would have been a different story. So we're in 2015, the world has changed, um, and, and people have tremendous power and we, um, we, we can build a, a very strong franchise based upon, you know, Swatcats. We own the TV rights. We own feature film rights you know, live action and animation, and we can really, really contribute and bring new entertainment, you know, new stories to this. This is what this campaign is about, you know, getting, you know, concrete materials, but as well build a new buzz about it. So when, you know, we talk to people, hey, see, listen, guys, you know, we have this thing going on, look at people, look who's behind this, and then we can really build. And look what Hollywood is doing, you know, this... You know, this movie came out, or it's just about to come out, Men from Uncle. You have mm-hmm. Iron Man came out, the first movie. My kids never heard of Iron Man. Yeah. You know? So studios right now, they're going about franchise, things they've done in the past, part of the libraries. And, you know, SWAT cats, we can do the same. And that's what this campaign is about. Yeah, and also, um, I don't know, Hollywood's barely starting to get into, like, 90s reboots. Because they've been doing 80s reboots forever. But besides Jurassic Park, I can't think of any other 90s reboots they've done re- done recently yeah i mean it's it's um but i i the reason we're behind this the reason we are we we did the the kick center kickstarter campaign we're totally convinced that swat cats but beyond that as well people never heard they will dig and they will they will love the show and we can you know run it for a very long time we're convinced about that oh yeah and so that's why it's, it's fantastic mm-hmm. in the era we live now. You know, if you saw the Kickstarter, you know, first page, it says, Dear Swatcats fan, you know, the power is in your hands. That's what we live now. That's what I like about it. Yeah, I'm surprised, like, how well the Kickstarter is doing considering Swatcats is 22 years old and there's still a strong audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, I would have never predicted that, you know. Uh, back when I was looking, <laughs> I'm going back looking at that T-shirt on the wall. And then, you know, scribbling the first sketches that, you know, flash forward, because that was about 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 26 years, you fast forward, uh, will be, you know, having huge support from people to bring back SWAT cats. You don't plan those things. You just try to do great things that you're passionate about and then getting a crew that is equally passionate. And, you know, you get a result um, that, you know, shows passion, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did you get the rights back from like uh, a major studio like uh, I guess Warner Brothers or Cartoon Network? No, uh, I, I um, well, it's part of our original agreement. So um, we um, we we owned the new TV series, and and then and this, those rights expired, so it went back to us. And then we we uh, owned the TV right, uh, the movie rights, mm-hmm. animations, and live action, and um, so it's a contractual. Uh, um, 
part of our agreement. Yeah. So with this new, uh, whatever happens with this new SWAT cat, will it be a continuation? It is. It is a continuation. We're not, you know, we we're taking it, you know, to where it was left. In essentially, uh, we just we. we we're gonna dig dig deeper into characters, personalities, relationship, but the same the same type of vibe as far as actions and inventiveness and and gadgets and things like that. Um, we're not we're not making something new. We're just making you know we're continuing you know the the quest, the adventures. We're continuing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Like, uh, would we ever get like an actual like soundtrack of any sorts? Like maybe on iTunes or something. It's 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 something that is it's possible. It's part of some discussions we'll need to have uh, in the near future. Mm-hmm. But so, do you have a plans like to release the new SWAT cats online or TV or what happens? Well, we're gonna go where uh, we need to go. Okay, so we're gonna go where we need to go. I mean, right now it's too early. You know, when when I started out, there was three places basically to put your shows on TV. You know, there was a three major broadcaster, or you could go in first run syndication. Mm-hmm. Um, this is 1994. We're in 2015. Uh, there's so many places, and there's many ways. We have many, many uh, opportunities in front of us. Um, so we'll see uh, uh, where we're gonna. It's gonna lead us. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, idea how the new visuals are gonna look like? We are, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna start doing, um, that's one of the, part of the reason of the Kickstarter, you know, to get uh, material going. So we're gonna start getting those, uh, those new, you know, conceptuals and, and, and visual things like that. You know, again, we are, uh, we're improving upon uh, and carry on the legacy forward of SWAT cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, uh, I don't know, I'm hoping like, it- <laughs> what what you do with the new Star Cats? I'm hoping that it still has that grungy, dirty look that uh, a lot of shows back then had. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's it's part of that. <laughs> okay. By the way, um, so there was a a crossover episode of this these TV shows called Uncle Grandpa and Steven Universe. If you ever saw those shows, I, I I've seen uh yeah I've seen a couple of those. Uh, I haven't seen that particular one, but uh, I I know what you're talking about, and oh. I've seen that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, the where it implies that Uncle Grandpa has visited um, the SWAT cats in one one universe. <laughs> well, you know, um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if um, it, because you know I I I believe you do that when the shows are part of uh, the same broadcaster. Yeah, and then um, well, we'll see uh, we'll see uh, where SWAT cats uh, and our discussions with those guys uh, goes, mm-hmm. and we'll see. Oh yeah, but I guess this is enough for SWAT Cats. But would you like to talk about your uh, other shows that you made, you and your brother made? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's uh, there's, there's very exciting things we we're working on, um, which um, I I can't really talk right oh, now. I mean, like um, shows you've already made, like uh, Mega Babies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So so we did SWAT Cats, and then uh, and then we had a string of deals with all the Hollywood studios. Uh, as independent creator producers, and then um, one of them, one of them is, is is pretty is pretty interesting. It never got made, but I'll tell a little bit of the story of that mm-hmm. uh, because that was before um, that was before Mega Babies, and actually it was even before Swarcat. We were um, 
we were doing a penguins, a comedy penguins project, and we had deals with um, Warner Brothers Studios, Hanna Barbera Studios, Universal Studios. Uh, my gosh, I mean, so many people got involved with that particular project, and and when Warner Bros, uh, we almost sold it to Fox back then, but the um, it was between our show and another one, but they took the other one. So we decided back then to turn. We say, okay, well, let's turn this into a feature film movie. So um, and then, interestingly, you know, we managed to have Dodi Fayed, which uh, you know the the gentleman who died with Princess Diana. Oh, mm-hmm. he, he was, but that was before he was with Princess Diana. He was actually our partner on that feature film movie. And what was interesting is that we were doing a CGI live action penguins movie. And that was before any Penguins movie in Hollywood. That was before Happy <laughs> Yeah. Before Surf's Up. Before there was any Penguins in Madagascar. There was a long stretch of just Penguin movies. We were way, way, way ahead of our curve. And we were down to the second version of our script, you know, for the, the movie and stuff like that. And then the tragedy happened. Mm. Um, but... Um, so that was, a, that was a, a, a big one work. Now, then we did Maybe Got Babies. Then we did um, uh, we did the Lunatics Unleashed um, with Warner Brothers, and then we did the um, uh, recently we did a primetime animated series uh, in Canadian broadcaster, mm-hmm. um, and um, obviously you know amidst all of that, there's always different projects at different stages. Right now we're working with um, working we're producing just about to start on a new series uh which uh, dreamwork is our distributor um and then we're working on another very big brand a worldwide brand that we've created something uh pretty cool on the action uh, genre uh-huh. uh things and um and comedy i mean it's, it's quite a lot of things i'll be interesting you know to follow up and then i'll be happy to talk to you guys uh in oh yeah because you can't say what it is, I know. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Going back to Ma- Mega Babies, like, uh, was it like some sort of parody of the popularity of Rugrats at the time? Uh, oh my gosh. Um, okay, let me um, let me let me say. Oops. No, no, sorry. Let <laughs> me say when we when we when we did this one. Okay, so Mega Babies was was created. I was sitting by the pool one afternoon and then uh, came up with this idea. Then we developed it, my brother and I. But the vision we had for it was, we did a few meetings, but we said, well, nobody's gonna get, is gonna get it. It was like <laughs> too, too out there. So, so what we did is that I went to see a good partner of us uh, and I said, uh, hey Gary, look, we have this project. Let's do a two minute animation teaser. Uh, we'll put our time into it. And then, uh, so you put up the money, we put our time, we did it. And then the fourth meeting, uh, we, uh, we sold it to, to Fox. And you see, we needed to have this piece of animation so people could understand what the humor. But going back to your question, um, when, we, when we did the pitch, one of the network, I don't recall if it was Nickelodeon back then, but they said to us, say, oh, wow, this is like, you know, a cross between the Rugrats and Akira. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah, because there's some, like, weird body mutations or just strange things going on with their bodies. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think that uh, this, this show was a little bit uh, a little bit ahead of, a little bit too much ahead of the curve, you know. <laughs> 
It was, it was, you know, outrageous. I mean, funny thing is that it started on Fox Family Channel, and the rating went through the roof. I mean, people went nuts, kids went nuts about. <laughs> but the the thing is that we were like right next to, um, I think it was a Seven Hundred Club <laughs> show, and um, and it, it, it didn't do well. Oh it, no. Uh, it didn't do well because, but not the show did extremely well. The rating was to the roof, but we uh, we got complained. Yeah, I mean, like, oh yeah, going I guess going back to SWAT Cats, like everyone keeps thinking like Ted Turner canceled SWAT Cats because it's too violent or no, no. what no, was it? No, it was not it was not the case. Um, the the case to make a, a long story short is that it's it was a financial decision triggered by. You know, merchandising coming out late. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason merchandising came out late, it's because 1994 was a time where, broadcast, where, where there was a lot of movement against violence in TV, if you recall. Um, and if, if, you're, um, if you know, uh, you recall also in the music industry, like Twisted mm-hmm. Sisters, you know, were in... The, you know, parents were suing them because of their lyrics. It was a time back then where violence was not violence, but there was a movement against yeah. anything that was and, actions and or whatever. That and uh, Mortal Kombat came out around that time, and yeah, <laughs> there was a huge yeah, uproar. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I remember vividly that time. And what happened is that the networks stood up together and said, "Well, you know, no, it's not true. When you know, it doesn't have any influence on television." But Ted Turner, against them, he said, you know, well, we're not going to do any violent show. Mm-hmm. And I remember vividly, you know, after that, you know, we had some meeting on Ababera and they say, well, guys, you know, we're doing SWAT cats, you know, things explode and stuff like that. So the show was not marketed heavily because of, you know, they were, um, because of that statement, you know, we they had to be careful a little bit. And so was the program of the licensing merchandising. But when the show started to be popular in the second season and everything, then, you know, it takes a while to get, you know, a toy manufacturers and get the toys out in the marketplace. So the toy came out late. The revenues came out late. And then, you know, it was it became a financial decision. Triggered a little bit. Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, it was triggered in some ways by, you know, um, movement of you know parents against violence whatever it is i mean yeah. i mean when i was a kid you know i watched things you know i would miss school to watch sinbad and bruce lee and stuff like that <laughs> and i think i turned out pretty good so uh I, you know I always made me laugh those those kind of things but that's that's really what happened mm-hmm. yeah so just bad timing overall is what killed it yeah i think that's uh you know this in yeah. in internal uh internal things a climate situation yeah i think swat cats would have done better if it was like in the late 90s or maybe not too late because i don't know i think the building all the buildings getting blown up would be uh, a bad idea around in a post 9-11 uh cartoon network oh yeah you know that was <laughs> so it's kind of like a. it's hard to put this show on the air i think i don't think i believe strongly that you know if we were if back then the era of internet and social and all of those things would have exist uh the 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 show would have continued for sure they would have had so much you know um uh request you know a little bit like what happened to family guy yeah when it got pulled uh and then the dvd started to do well and then it was the fans mm-hmm. so but it's okay we're now 
I mean, there's we're we're in a good position now. The fans are responding, and uh, we're up there, you know, to 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 create something new. And um, the good thing is that now we can do we can do a show because it doesn't have to air, you know, can be aired anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we're not bound by any any type of uh, restrictions, if I may say. Yeah. Oh, and uh, let me go talk about your other show, um, Lunatics Unleashed. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunatics, uh, Lunatics was a very difficult production, and we suffered uh, the, the same type of things. And what triggered it was a, a um, first of all, I have to say the original vision of Lunatics Unleashed was a very cool, very cool, and visually, it, it has nothing really to do. Not that much to do with uh, what has been on the air, but uh, a little bit. But you know, yeah. But the thing is that the thing is that it was a it was a new project. Mm-hmm. And then we came to the studio one morning, and there was a big uh, article pinned on the wall from uh, the Wall Street Journal, and it says uh, Bugs Bunny's makeover. Yeah, I saw this news article in. Uh... Yeah. So when we when we read that, we said. Who's behind this article? Not a makeover at all. And then it's it's we're creating something new. But there was a pictures of of Bugs Bunny. There was a pictures of uh, 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 lunatics that I did. And from there, seriously, it went national. The 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 national news. I don't know if you recall, but I I have it. I have all those footage on on a DVD mm-hmm. everywhere. ABC, CBS, NBC. And what happened is that on one of those broadcasts of the news, nat- I'm talking national news here, like yeah. you know Tom Brokaw and all those guys, they um, they showed a picture of the lunatics to a kid. He was about three years old. I actually have footage of that. Yeah. Yeah, and they showed the picture and they said, "What do you think of the new Bugs Bunny?" You know, and he said, "Oh, it's scary," and it went all the way to the top management of the whole Warner Brothers, and then. Um, they, 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 they got scared and then they stopped uh, at one point they stopped the production and uh, Hanab- uh, Warner Brothers Studios animation they had to go back and say no 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 guys and then from that moment on it became very difficult um, so you know it, we um, it's nothing much for me to say you know it was a difficult production mm-hmm. and what has been on the screen was probably maybe 15, 20% of our original vision. Yeah, because I'm looking at the old concept art. It's so, it's much sharper and much different from what we got. And I'm really curious how that would have turned out. We did, um, we did a test with one animation studio. And in one particular test, that we, we did a couple of tests with different studios. But one particular test, there was a moment into that test like a five, six seconds of it, that was our vision. It was like when we saw it, that's it. This is, this is what it is. And if it would have come out like that, um, I think it would have been uh, incredible. It was, it was something new, man. It was like, you know, there was, it was action. It was, there was edge to it, but there was still very strong personalities. There was comedy a little bit. We were creating something new and, it was what it was, you know, uh, just a difficult production to do because there was so many eyesights on it. That's why. Yeah. Would it be something like um, uh, um, just SWAT cats in that style or what would it be like a mostly comedy or action? 
the, the lunatics you're talking about? Yeah, lunatics. No, no, no. It was it, it was along the line a little bit of uh, a little bit of swagcats. I have to say, uh, but there were some scenes in there that were like really outstanding. I mean, if the, if you would have keep it like that, is there any footage left over? It's I think it's something we have uh, on our. Um, I would have to dig on my DVD that has all those. Uh, I might I might have. Yeah, you should release some of the lost footage because, like, a lot of people. I'm pretty sure a lot of people would love to see what it would have looked like originally. Um, since it's part of Warner Brothers, uh, oh yeah, I, I'm not sure if I if I would even if I would be allowed, but um, it's out there. I mean, it's 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 you know. Okay, because I, I, I saw some footage, but it was like they're reusing footage from like Batman, the Batman with a. No, no, no. Well, we're really talking about. You know, animation tests from uh, Asian studios. Ah, okay. <laughs> we gave them, we gave them uh, like a sequence to animate. Mm-hmm. So I basically did a storyboarding uh, of that, and then the uh, what came out, a particular sequence out of that came out. It's like, yeah, that's it. That's it. this is this is what we're talking about. This is what is in our head. This is what should be in the screen. But you know, we had to, at one point, you know, you know, we had to put pupils into the characters, mm-hmm. the eyes, and it just, it just. It just everything went toned down. Have you seen this one video where it's like this parody called A New Bunny and it's this rabbit saying, What up? I'm extreme. I'm from the future. I kick ass. That, you ever see that video? <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that one. I love that video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that was, it was hilarious, you know. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it. you, you can't, you know, you, you, I, I don't know how the whole thing happened, but, you know, you can't, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about something that is not, you know, it was never, ever, ever a a makeover, you know, yeah. I would never dare. So it's an, I, oh, yeah, because I, I, I forgot, like, okay, truthfully, I made a, this one video where it was like worst redesigns, and I'm sorry, but I actually, I put that on there, <laughs> lunatics, <laughs> but like, I, 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 I do want to see the original version, because that looks more interesting to me, because the new one looks more nerfed and more overly just kid friendly i guess yeah no it's it, it is what it is yeah uh, something i like to put in the in, in the back i know what we've done i have you know drawings i have you know the stuff of that uh but you know it didn't came out uh yeah. the way but so. uh yeah but like because they were supposed to be the next generation they were supposed to be like the descendants of looney tunes not the um not the actual looney tunes themselves no no it was never the looney it was never them it was yeah something new just like you know uh tiny tunes were something new mm-hmm. uh, we were something new yeah our, our tagline was you know the, the original poster i did was familiar faces a whole new world yeah because um <laughs> yeah i can see like a lot of people respond really weird to that because there is such established characters and put them in action scenes it's just really unusual yeah it's it's you know you you we uh but it was. It was not. It was never Bugs Bunny. You know. It was yeah, never. Yeah. It was never. Well, first of all, when we came out, when when Warner Brothers, um, we came out of the meeting. They said, "Guys, if you want to come up with something, you have carte blanche." I, I mean, I was not even crossing on the path of crossing the door in my head. I said, "What the heck we're gonna do? We're not gonna do Bugs Bunny for sure. We can't. There's no. There was no point to redo new Bugs Bunnies and stuff like that. Um, we had to come up with something new and. And and it's fine, you know, as long as you keep a vision and you have to, we we also have to be bold, have to 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 dare try things and stuff like that. 
And um, again, original vision, you know, for us was great. Um, but, you know, circumstances, you know, again, um, so that's what happens sometimes, you know, when you push is, you try things, you know, but it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, I heard, wasn't it originally going to be a, with the designs of another TV show, like Road Rovers or something? That's what I've heard. Someone told me that, and I don't know if that's true or not. Never heard of that. <laughs> okay, never mind. Well, I guess, I don't know, that's all for the interview. Like, was there anything else you wanted to say about SWAT Cats or your other shows? Well, no, I mean, what I would say, again, you know, is my, our, on behalf of me and my brother, our deep appreciations, you know, of, of the support, you know, through, through those years uh, of the fans. And then uh, and I also encourage, you know, people who have never heard about SWAT Cats to, to, to stay put because, you know, the, um, the things we're going to build with it, uh, and I think we're going to discover something great. And then I think that the fans will, 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 will rediscover their, their, their characters that they, they came to love and care for. And then we're going to expand this, you know, to new adventures and new things. And, um, but a great, great, great thanks. You know, it's because of the fans we're doing this, what this Kickstarter campaign now. Yeah. And, um, it's genuinely, you know, it's, uh, it's a big responsibility to be faithful to the legacy of this, of this brand. And uh, we're going to do um, everything, you know, to bring it back. 